What you know about living on the top? Penthouse seats, looking down on the ops. Took her for a test drive, left them on the lot. Time is money, so I spend it on the watch. Hold on, little bitty showing through the white tee. You can see the thong busting on my. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. All right, so it should be interesting seeing what takes place. But yeah, Conor Gregor, that, that's just uh, that's just bad. We'll see. I still haven't heard him release a statement or anything. Uh, but keeping it moving, um, we've got Adam Martinez checking in, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna answer your question right now, Adam. But um, he says, Calvin, I think your Broncos traded for the wrong QB. How would you rank the QBs in the AFC West? All right, I'm going to come back to that. I'll start with that when we get back to football. But I wanted Adam to acknowledge that I did see that. I'm just kind of not running from anything or anything like that because there's something wrong with your with your questioning or your statement there that's kind of looking at this the wrong way, Adam. But I'll get to that. I want to finish some NBA stuff first. Um, let's go to the rumors that are going on regard to James Harden. Uh, we've talked about this topic for a couple of times over the last few weeks. Um, there was reports right after that they got, you know, ousted of the postseason that and they really was rumors going on while they were playing in the postseason that he had an interest to go back to Houston. Okay. Now there's reports saying that if James decides to go ahead and retain itself and stay with Philly, that the reports say the Rockets could pivot and target Kyrie Irving in some type of signing trade type situation. Um, couple things of this. I told you how I felt. I, I don't think James Harden is is torn on this is what people are being reported or what he wants y'all or his agent wants you to believe. I think his heart is basically wanting to get back to Houston or get somewhere where there's no expectations. There's no pressure. You're not on a team that's supposed to contend for a title. And that's just what it is. And I was also having this uh, conversation with my barber. Shout out to J-Dub. Um, he was suggesting, I think I was like, you know, like, why don't James Harden and maybe James Harden and, and Westbrook should just try to see if Oklahoma take them both back and just finish their career there and just call it a day. But then you really don't want to do that because you're going to stunt the growth of some new guys, basically, that are a new youth movement. So that option is probably not available. Uh, but make no mistake about it. Uh, the Kyrie factor is interesting to me. Um, you know, could I see Kyrie? Could I see Kyrie wanting to choose, maybe even accepting a trade to Houston instead of just playing Dallas to Houston? I don't know about that. And and, and to me, I think the Rockets, you know, with Adoka bringing Adoka on board, um, I think the Rockets should just really. I'm almost to the same point with them that I are with the, and with the Spurs. Like the Rockets should just concentrate on their young guys and the draft picks that they've been able to get and have over the last few years and just keep it going and let Adoka get in there with the young group, mold him, put put mold them his way, teach him the fundamentals of defense. You know, because like I said, this ain't this team ain't set the way the Boston team was when Adoka took over. Okay, they're far away from that, in my opinion, with talent wise. Now, so with that said, why are you trying to other than selling tickets and trying to be, I guess, somewhat competitive and get out of the lottery? What other sense does it make to sign Kyrie Irving? Like you're not close. 
Like that that's my thing. You like just ride it out with the young guys. You're not close. Like when you have your young nucleus, then it should be and you know, honestly, especially if Denver wins tonight and finishes this thing off and they beat Miami at five, it is gonna and I start hearing this chatter already. It is going to take people and GMs and presidents, owners to look at it like, hmm, that's how Denver did it. Oh, okay. They're having to basically hostage and letting a KD or a LeBron or Kyrie say, no, I want this guy. I want this guy. No, I'll trade for him this and this. It might just be like, you know what? You're just going to have to build it and let it marinate and basically run it that way. You have a more complete and a deeper team. We'll see. So my point, I just don't see the importance of trying to, if you're the Rockets, to go at a Kyrie Irving. Somebody that basically hasn't really been stable at any position, at any team or franchise in a minute since the team that drafted him in Cleveland. You know, it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a rush to go get a player like that. And I think if you're Kyrie Irving, you, you got to play with it at this point in your career where you made a lot of money. You've been controversial off the court. Um, you have this reputation. It should really be about getting another ring. Without LeBron or with LeBron, if that's still what you're trying to do, but they ain't going to do it. You got to take a major haircut to go do it in L.A. But I have I think Kyrie, I don't I don't see the reasoning for him being open on to go to the Rockets. I just don't see that. I don't see the reason in that. Uh, but that's being floated out there. And also, let's not forget, we've got our last uh, coaching. So we've got all the coaching spots pretty much filled uh and i think toronto made their hire uh jonas and they went where to go find theirs uh grizzlies assistant darko rajakovich okay he's a new head coach didn't he coach some type of national team or something like that i thought i'd read or maybe heard from him before but he's taken over so he's hired uh yaziri's basically hired him to go and be the head coach to take over nick nurse Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. I think every as long as that brother's there in the front, of, every every move they make is interesting to me because it feels like there's something about like he's, you know, I won't say bad at a thousand, but he's been doing pretty damn good in regards to finding talents like Siakam, and and you know, you know, the trade he pulled off down here with Kawhi, then getting that championship, and then fighting over. And remember, the Knicks wanted him heavy. The Knicks wanted to come get him heavy from Toronto, and they never be able to pry him apart. So when I hear this particular hire and a guy like this that maybe comes out of left field or was hiding on somebody's bench and not has his name hasn't been circulating a lot, and for them to say, oh, you're the guy, well, let's see what happens. That's something to kind of raise eyebrows for when they, you do a little sneaky move like that. What do you got, Jonah? Uh Yeah, and when you look at kind of how this could shape things up, um, and, and, and looking over at his career, you know, he spent time on Monty's bench. He's been, he was an assistant with the OKC staff back when they uh, under, under Brooks when they had KD and Russell Westbrook. So he's been around stars before, uh, coached on the, the, Serbia, uh, the, the Serbian national team. He was, he was a coach. I don't know that he was head coach there. Okay. Um, but this gets a little bit more interesting too, because another NBA report today, and I know everybody, and, and going back to the Kyrie to Houston, Houston's also been linked to Fred Van Vliet. You know, Spurs fans think they're going to get Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet is one of the big guard names out there um, this off season, and he's let the uh, he, he's essentially let the Raptors know that he's not going to be executing his player option um, for this year entering free agency. And so, if you have a guard like Fred Van Vliet hitting the market. 
another guard out there uh, linked to a number of teams is Dylan Brooks, who is you know the, who the uh, Memphis Grizzlies had said that they're not going to be bringing back. And so when you look at the fact that there's a guard opening uh, spot opening up in Toronto. Uh, you have a guy who plays defense and plays defense well, even if his antics might not be, you know, um, what what a head coach wants. You know, outside uh, poking the bear, if you will. Um, but I, I would almost look at Dylan Brooks as being an, a, uh, almost a shoe in for, for for landing with the Raptors this summer. That's um, what you're hearing. You think Dylan Brooks? I'm, 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 this, I'm not hearing anything. This but, is this is my theory. That I think Dylan Brooks, because what we are hearing is Fred Van Vliet has opted out. So you now have a guard spot open in Toronto. But just because he opted out, how do we know he's not going to end up basically staying at Toronto anyway? This is just, you know, want to test the waters. You think he's gone? Now, we've talked with Keith Smith of Spotrack and Mm -hmm. Celticsblog.com. He's reporting it. Fred Van Fleet is done in Toronto. That okay. is the uh, it's a okay. pretty pretty consensus agreement. So I w- I would think that Dylan Brooks might be might find a spot there. And you talk about sending you know again looking at the from the two one zero standpoint, you send Kawhi Leonard to the Great White North um, to ship him to the last place anybody wants to go to. Well, maybe Dylan Brooks might find a, find an attitude adjustment up there too. Um, I've listened to everything you said, but. Look, first of all, going back to the Spurs fans, one flame. I mean, I don't know, man. I, we we had that talk too. It's like you, you yeah, look it's on the podcast. If, uh, Van Fleet is not going to come that cheap, and Van Fleet is not. He's a heck of a player. I think he's a. I still look at Van Fleet a high end role player. I don't know if he's a guy that basically, and I don't think anybody that signs him would be looking like we're going to build around you, but he's not going to come cheap. And again, I don't know. I mean, he could bring, if you're talking about the Rockets or you're talking about uh, Spurs, he he could bring some, he's got a championship. He could bring some type of mid-veteran type of still youthful leadership, but I still say it's all about who you got on your team and where you're at. And if we bring it full circle, because I did have this on the docket as why he's playing, as you're talking about Wimby and you're talking about most likely him being the number one overall pick in the draft by the San Antonio Spurs, you want him to be the guy in his team from day one. That's my opinion. You got to be careful with the dynamics of veteran type of guys you put in a locker room, even down here in the 210. Now, the reason why Wimby was on the docket for me today is because, again, he's playing in these playoffs in his club team in France, and, and you know, all of a sudden on Friday or said he has a bad game. And he starts getting write-ups. I mean, I clicked on a couple websites over the weekend. It's like, Wimby has an awful game. And then you hear this breakdown from this female uh, reporter that's going, well, you know, he just doesn't look like he was aggressive. I knew this point was coming, but again, let's keep in mind, even though that this is a phenom that a lot of people were, their mouth was watering over and people were tanking and moving stuff just to get ready to have a shot to get him. He's 19 years old. And, and, and to me in the day and time, we move too fast. Like, it's like when everybody's getting praised, like when we're praising, like just to stick it to sports, 
But if there's an athlete in any sport that everybody, whether he's up and coming or, you know, he's, you know, he's he's on a roll, it doesn't matter. If everybody's liking him and everybody's praising him, it's not even that long it takes for a section of people that want to come in. And the first time that something happens, whether he has a bad game, whether he messes up off the here comes everybody just can't wait to write something negative about him. So what? He had a bad game in the playoffs. Who cares? He's 19. He's not a finished product. And, and it just goes back to that old cliche saying, you know, we build you up to tear you down. But I, I saw that kind of circle of the weekend. I'm like, wow, here we go. I didn't think it was going to be this quick. I mean, the kid ain't even walked across the stage and shook, uh, shook Adam Silver's hand yet. And we got write-ups because he had a bad game in the playoffs with his friend's team. And it's made over here. Stop it. Relax. 877-37-GRIND. Um, but the bottom line is I'm not buying Kyrie to Houston. Um, Why would he? I mean, Kyrie's at this point where he wants more rings, right? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, And it doesn't make sense why Houston, whoever's running Houston, and I know they just got a Doka, it doesn't make any sense why you would even be in the market for Kyrie. And it damn sure doesn't really make any sense why you really want James Harden to come back either, which I think the James Harden thing is pretty much provoked by his team. I think they let the Rockets in Houston know that he liked to come back or open to coming back. I don't think since James walked out the door, you got Houston ownership and Houston GM, the current people there. I know Daryl Morey's up in Philly where his ass is at. I don't see them saying like, damn, how do we get James back? Not the way it ended, not the fact that he ate his way out of Houston, just showed up fat and all get out just because I didn't want to be here. It just makes this is to me. I think this is all driven when when they were we were about two or three weeks out before the playoffs started. And this story leaked about James Harden being open to maybe a return to Houston. And I remember coming in here and saying, you know what? That's coming from his camp, and I think it's selfish to leak that out when you know you're with the bead and Doc and Philly, and you're y'all are trying to win a championship this year. So to me, my point is, I think all this stuff is being leaked from Harden's camp, not the Kyrie situation about Houston maybe pivoting, but this whole going back and being torn between Philly and then Houston and all this Houston. I think that we haven't even heard from Houston really about James Harden. They haven't said, yeah, we like to have him come back. I haven't heard it. Maybe they have said it. I mean, just because there's a report today, well, in case, you know, if the James Harden decides to stay with Philly, they would do Kyrie. Look, man, it's June the 12th. We barely got OTA starting. Baseball, unless you're a seam head, most base, too early for baseball. We're down to one game, maybe two if tops in the NBA playoffs and basketball. Things are getting slow, and you got writers out there and website stuff that try to dig and get desperate just to put stuff out there and see what what sticks and what trends and what gets clicked. So I would still say proceed with caution, even on the interest level that the Rockets have of even trying to bring James Harden back. What do you got? Well, the report of the interest in Kyrie – uh, for Houston is coming from Mark Stein. Okay, well, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't think he's out there looking for clicks. There's no. got to be some kind of rumbling. This is the Plan B. So Plan right. B, Plan A is still reportedly Harden. Um, yeah. You know, again, I feel like he would have pushed back against that um, if the, if he wasn't hearing similar things. But there's going to be a point, and and we've talked about this, you know, a couple of different ways. But just hitting on it here again is there's got to be a point for Houston where eventually you've got to start seeing what it is you really have and pushing that contention button. And you have young, unproven pieces yet 
that might intrigue Dallas um, to be able to put around, you know, around Luca, because I mean, I look at that as another potential Van Fleet spot. You put him, you put another shooter in there beside Luca, but where Luca's still the dominant guy. Now Kyrie was very important this down the stretch of the season in terms of you know fourth quarters. But you still want, like you said, wanting to drive point the, the home that it's still Luca's team. That's maybe a guy you can put in that spot. But what could you get from Houston if you are, um, you know, if you're Dallas? I mean, of course you want to, if you're going to trade Kyrie, but Kyrie's not, Kyrie's a free agent, right? Or is the, the, the report would be a sign and trade, right? That's what you're talking about. But okay, so my question to you before we move on, what is the benefit for Dallas? I mean, technically, Kyrie is a free agent right now, right? Dallas doesn't have another year to him. He's a free agent. Mm -hmm. So my question to anybody would be, what is really the incentive for Dallas to do a sign and trade with, or Kyrie, I should say, to do a sign and trade and have to trade for him? Why not just go and negotiate or figure out who wants you and go out that way? That's, I'd have to confirm, but yeah. normally in those situations, it becomes about who can offer the more money. So I, I, in terms of like player rights and bird rights and all that, I, I'd have to look at the trade. Okay. All right, man. You're listening to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Superstars. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Penland Whiskey. Keep in mind, Penland Whiskey is an oak barrel-aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Penland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. And don't forget, Penland Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, yeah, so we'll see how that works out. I just, I, I mean, to me, I think Kyrie Irving is going to choose where he wants to go. I don't think really with the two teams involved, unless you bring in some other teams, I doubt it very seriously. This is going to be a sign and trade anywhere. I think he's just going to end up either sticking with Dallas and maybe sign a year or two deal or because really, in my opinion, it's either Dallas or the Lakers. And really with the Lakers, it just depends on does Kyrie Irving want to really take a hell of a fade on a pay cut and go play with LeBron and try to get a wing. If not, he's going to get take the money and stick with Luka and stick in Dallas. That's where I look unless there's a mystery team, but I doubt it. I doubt it because there's a lot that deals with Kyrie Irving when you bring him. That's why, to me, the whole sign and trade thing, I doubt it very seriously that that, ha- that, that goes down that way. What do you got? Uh, before we move on, I do want to keep Phoenix as a, you know, they are a potential there with Chris Paul, you know, the report that I did he's hear moving that. on. So I, I, I would I keep them that. in the conversation. I did hear that. Uh, that is a possibility. Uh, I did That did surface as of last Thursday or so that report started to surface, but – Again, we'll see. And and again, even if you're looking at Phoenix, I mean, you know, unless this new owner is willing to play ball like the Golden State owner, you're looking at some hellified taxes and luxury. Are you willing to do that? I mean, if you're talking about even if Chris Paul moves on, you're still talking about KD's contract, Kevin Booker, and then what are you giving Kyrie Irving for? Because Kyrie, I don't see, and I told you when we brought this up, for one, I don't see Kevin Durant going down the Kyrie situation again. I really don't. And I don't think an owner is going, a guy that wanted his own guy in there that basically probably shouldn't have fired Monty Williams, but they did. I don't think that he's going to run the risk of trying to bring that tandem with Kyrie and KD back again. I really don't. I remember you brought that up, but that was the same thing with them. I think this is two. This is a two-horse race. It's either he's staying his ass in Dallas and getting paid, or either basically he's going for cheap back to L.A. if LeBron's going to stay put, which I think he is. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so moving on, let's go to the National World. Before we do that, because I'm going to ask Adams Martinez, but let's stick with the hardwood, but let's move to the ladies. I want to get this out here before I basically move on to the pigskin. Uh, WNBA, Brittany Griner, over the weekend, you know, they were basically going to Dallas to play the Dallas Wings um, in WNBA. Um, they actually played that game yesterday. Um, was harassed at the DFW at the airport. Now they, I haven't looked up who this is. Everybody, all the news outlets, outlets keep saying uh, social media influencer or social media personality. Uh, well, it's just some person that's got a million people views or who, who are we talking about? But anyway, uh, harassed Brittany Griner at the airport. Okay, now of course everybody knows the story. She was detained in Russia because going through checkpoint at the, at the airport. I don't know what this individual or this group did to her, but it sparked the conversation about WNBA player safety and also the idea of their travel. 
and this has been an ongoing thing with the WNBA for the last few years now um, in regards to their, they don't have any of their teams that fly uh, charter. It's all commercial. And in my opinion, now, now the one thing I will say this about this story, that the WNBA did give permission to Brittany Griner to travel charter to all Phoenix Mercury road games. But in my opinion, I haven't read this. I haven't heard no one's quoted anything said this. But in my particular opinion, Brittany Griner, why would she you know, being a part of the team and as long as she's been with this organization and really basically being humble probably for this whole experience that changed her life, why is she going to want to pretty much separate herself, you know, from the team and ride charter by herself when she knows that her sisters on her team and her other peers in the league, they've been fighting for charter flights before she even went to prison in Russia. So I just think that the WNBA, and I'm going to put the NBA into this as well, because I've told you before, I think the quality of basketball has gotten better in the WNBA. The athletes gotten better. It's gotten better at the college game. In the last couple of years, I've paid more attention to women's basketball than I have covered, especially in the 20 years of doing this, pretty much on air than ever, because the quality is better. Now, I will tell you, with all that said, I've also told you that the NBA is a if this league was not backed by the NBA, they would have went under already probably by now. OK, there's a lot of stars we wouldn't have seen come to the professional level out of college, not in the not in the states. They'd all be probably trying to get detained in Russia and overseas everywhere because they would have to be playing over there to make a living. So with that said, now that this story is going to again get attention about the whole conversation about women and WNBA and what's fair and why are we still traveling charter, I believe the NBA needs to step up. This is their league. This is damn near their league. Their subsidiary league under them for women. They need to go ahead and rectify this ASAP going forward, especially you might not be able to do anything for this year. But by the time that they, and they just started this new season as well. But by the time you go into the 2024 season, all teams in the WNBA need to have charter flights. And if the NBA needs to pick up that tab or you need to find a sponsor or do a partnership with airlines or whatever, that's what you need to do. Because I just think it's ridiculous in regards. So I understand you know, kind of where I've always pushed back when we go speeding 100 miles an hour and talking about fair pay for women's sports and they only get paid here, the men get paid here. I don't care. We're talking about the WTA to the ATP. We're talking about tennis. We're talking about the national team for men and soccer. Y'all know how I feel when I start talking about when you start talking about equal pay. I'm like, look, the only the only when you are a this is my opinion, might lose most of my audience for this. But you know what? It is just what it is. Join the party. Everybody gets canceled these days in time. Look. Unless you're talking about a professor, a teacher, a doctor, and an actor, and a judge, and a policeman or policewoman, firefighters, and I'm running out of examples, but those give you an idea. Who, unless you are in that group, when we start talking about fair pay for women and men, when we're talking about, especially in the entertainment world of sports, I'm like, pause, not everything's created equal when we talk about getting paid like that. That's where I've always stood on that. I have no problem with saying that.
But when it comes to an operating expense and when it comes to a league that is basically helped out by the NBA, regardless, they should be traveling charter, all teams, period, period. And they've done a hell of a job. They've done a better job marketing the WNBA from their broadcasting network partners to the coverage of it to marketing their players through social media and everything. They've done a hell of a job. I understand it's an expense, but the NBA needs to step up. All they got to do is get a partnership with a major airlines and work out something. It's not that hard. It's just been neglected. It's just been one of those like, oh, well, it is what it is. Pick and choose your battles. But when you get something high profile like this, and we all know what Brittany Griner went through, and then you got some yahoos, you know, heckler at the airport, and then you talk about player safety, and then it kind of digs this whole topic. You're like, why are we still flying commercial? So that's my take on that. I wanted to touch on that before we move on. What do you got? Uh, the CNN coverage of this Griner story does note that in April, the WNBA announced the league would expand its charter flights program for all postseason games and back-to-back regular season games. So there's move in that direction because we do know, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, games getting canceled or delayed because or postponed uh, because a team is stuck in an airport or whatever. Um, but it, it's it's one of those things where the the coaches aren't allowed to, able to speak on travel. Um, you know, they, but the where the players' association is going is they're tr- they're pushing to make this an issue of safety um, because Whoa. now you've got the the harassing going on. Uh, even Whoa. if it's just shouting, it's very in today's times things escalate from verbal to confrontational physically very quickly. Well, especially in the two one oh, we just pull out guns and shoot everybody down here. We got more mass shootings down here. Well I should say shootings. I know you gotta be careful when you classify things as mass shootings, but yeah, it, it's uh, for road rage to everything else. So you're right about that. But I think this just that right there where you broke down and said, Well, they said well, the playoffs they're gonna end back to back. No, that's just like give them that. That should be good enough for them to shut up. It should be all the time. It should be the only way. Regular season, back-to-back, playoffs, it doesn't matter. They should be traveling when it's team function events during the season, regular season or postseason. It should be all the time. The one thing y'all can say about me, I'm fair. Like, it ain't nothing about, like, I, there's certain things to be like, ah, don't go there because we ain't doing, we ain't equal pay on what? No, there's about a hundred million that show up to watch this. But when it comes to a, that is a operating league expense. Album out NBA, get it done. It should be, and this has nothing to do about Brittany Grind. I know she's had the story that's brought this back to the forefront, but this is just me in regards to just get it done. We saw what happened when the picture went viral the last time the women's Final Four was down here in regards to the training room and their weight room. We know what happened then. I get Becky Hammond commented, that thing got moved real quick. So it's still, you know, but women's still in the struggle, still in the fight. Join the party. I'm still in it, too. 46 years and counting. Well, really, in my adult years, I was I was sheltered from it from my young years. You know, Dad had to fight the battles. But since my aunt's been older, yeah, still in it. But get these women on charter flights. I mean, hell, the NBA ain't flew commercials since tape delay finals in the 80s. And that was basically what they would tell you. You know, you have those commercials. All of a sudden, you're sitting next to Kareem or Larry Bird waiting to board a plane. Come on. The NBA ain't done that since then. And they wouldn't make it all the kind of money that they made then. They found a way to make it happen. 877-37-GRIND. All right. 
So switching over to the pigskin, uh, the National Football League, and uh, I will finally address Adam Martinez's question, who's uh, the kick the NFL talk off, who's questioning, said, Calvin, I think your Broncos traded for the wrong QB. How would you rank the QBs in the AFC West? Well, Adam, see, this is my deal. Don't matter where the the quarterbacks rank in the AFC West. We already know who's the kingpin of that division. And the quarterback, that's the kingpin in the division, and it's Patrick Mahomes. 31 other quarterbacks are chasing what he wants, what he got. The other one that basically had it is out throwing throwing footballs on yachts and breaking drones. And speaking of Tom Brady and being used as a puppet for seminars for the NFL, tell him not to gamble, Tom. Tell him it doesn't matter where you get drafted. Can he get retired yet? Can he at least get on Fox before you start bringing him back to do stuff? So when you say where does they rank, where does he rank in the court, it doesn't matter where the quarterbacks rank. They're all chasing one guy. And actually, I can tell you where I know where the coach ranks. I can tell you that the coach that's riding the ship right now. That's what matters. What it comes down when you tell me where does the teams of talent rank in the AFC West? You do not need a Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. It helps, but you don't need it. Okay, you don't need a Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl. You need a complete team that can win in all three phases and a culture and a team with a coach and leadership that's bought in. Denver thinks they made the right moves to fix that. I think they have, but you got to go ahead and put it out there, the product out there. I can tell you one thing, and it can't get any worse than it did last year, but I think this is a team that's made the right moves to kind of help him. So it doesn't matter where Russ fits. It matters what that culture changing and what that head coach got and the team around him. That's what matters. That's what matters. So I hope I asked your question, Adam Martinez, because I know you're trying to troll, but you ain't going to get me that way. But I'll tell you what you but we can stay in that division, though, real quick, because I didn't have it on the docket. But I do want to before we run out of time and forget, I want to talk about this situation that's brewing in the desert in Vegas. You want to add something before I move on? Well, yeah, I would just ask Adam, uh, what quarterback do you think the Broncos should have traded for? Because he says the wrong quarterback. So what was yeah. the right quarterback? Just the, let me know. Yeah, I mean, who the only other person that you were thinking about at the time was Aaron Rodgers, and I never felt that he was coming to Denver, and I didn't want him. And I'd go through what last year looked like. I'd do it again to keep Aaron Rodgers out of the building in Denver. I'd do it again. I'd take you, let's ride to the cringy subway commercials and do it all over again and not managing clock and this and this and 30 pounds heavier. I'd take all that to keep Aaron Rodgers. So that's who Adam has to be talking about because there was no other quarterbacks available really to trade for. Chicago tried to trade for basically Russ. Uh, what we found out a couple weeks ago, which I don't know why they brought this story up. It's stupid. I mean, Jalen Hurts just got paid. He led the team to the Super Bowl. Who cares if basically the Eagles wanted to trade for Russ and he nixed it moving forward in Colorado there's no rearview mirrors they've taken there's you know there's literally a car that's parked outside the building it's an old car and Shondon took the rearview mirrors off of both cars and the rearview I'm not even lying it's a rearview mirror so it's a symbol to say there's none looking back that's Bill Parcells stuff see they don't do that stuff anymore these new kids like, well what is that so no it's a message you ask now get in here let's get to work that's what's going on up there in Adam and it's going to take some time but he's going to get it done the only thing I will say, and I'll stick to this, and I don't care if it was it was Denver in my rooting interest or not, there's finally another competent coach in that division. That is going to make a difference. I don't care. If, if Sean would have showed up in the Chargers, I would have said this. If he would have showed up in the black hole, they finally got another coach in that division that can be on the par with Andy Reid. 
period. That makes a huge difference. That might cost, that might be difference of going getting swept every year with them for the last six years till a split. That makes a difference. You know what it also a difference can make? Keep their ass from coming out of that one and two slot that Kansas City has been the luxury of having since the last six or seven years, constantly coming in the one or two spot. Try to come from that wild card and see what happens. Okay? Do it from that wild card spot. We're going to find out sooner or later. 877-37-GRIND. Let's stick in that division, though. Didn't have this on the docket, but it was a hectic morning for me, so I forgot. But I damn sure made notes over the weekend because I never make notes with the talk to Monday. I just roll out of the rack and say, like, all right, man, this is what I'm getting off my chest. I made a mental note not to skip through this. There was a report that surfaced this week that we want. We, we talking about uh, the, 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 the Rockets backup plans for, for Kyrie and all this. Well, there's a backup plan that's brewing in the black hole out in the desert. We all know the situation with Jimmy Garoppolo. OK, report surface. If he's not ready to go or they're trying to sit there about this contract and physical, they have basically circled their backup plan. And their backup plan is Carson Wentz. Due to multiple different reports. What's the date today? June 12. I'm going to tell you this right now. And y'all know how long I've been in the corner for Carson Wentz, but I think it's a mental thing with Carson, and maybe he can never get it back mentally prior to that injury when he was on pace to have the MVP season. Due to the fact that's what's been transpiring in the offseason with the Raiders already, I will tell you right now, if Jimmy is not ready to start the season, and they've got to sign Carson Wentz, and they've got to start with Carson Wentz, I will tell you right now, their, their season is going to blow up in smoke, and I'm going to tell you why. And it's not just going to be just because Carson, because I'm going to tell you who's going to blow it up. You know who's going to blow it up? It's going to be Devontae Adams. If, if, if Devontae Adams, and he is still not over the fact of letting his college roommate or bed buddy, or whatever the hell he called Derek Hart, go, He's already questioned Josh McDaniels in the front office of what they're doing just by going to sign Jimmy. And I told you what that was about. Adam, you know, Devontae Adams has looked in that playbook already. And when all of a sudden, when you're used to having these deep throws you got from Aaron Rodgers coming, Derek Carr gets you, everybody knows Jimmy is pretty much dink and dunk. He wins, but he don't go vertical that much. If he got upset with that, but now a possibility, if he's not ready to go and you give him Carson Wentz, because I can tell you right now, I think Adam Devontae Adams' numbers backslide. And I don't care who, even if it's Jimmy's or damn sure if it's Carson Wentz. And you know what's going to happen? The black hole down there in the desert, they're going to have a disgruntled employee in a locker room. And it's going to be a long 18 weeks. And I told you, the chances of him retiring the Raider probably don't have him. If they get Carson Wentz, man, Devontae Adams is going to become disruptional. I'll tell you that. I promise you, he's going to be hotter than fish grease if he's got to catch passes from Carson Wentz. They better come out the gate winning. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. 
A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 